You're listening to The Plug with Neil Griffith. Okay, we're rolling. Winston, welcome to The Plug Podcast, sir. Yes, a sir. Am I getting a sir because we're playing night and day? Am I like a sir? Because you know what? Didn't even think about that, but yeah, let's go with that. Take it. Hey, hey, how you been, man? I've been good. I, I, I'm, I mean, you get when you get locked down in Byron, or you're like, yo, you can't leave Byron Bay for two years. You're like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I was just said to you like right before we recorded. Yeah. Um, we we did a podcast like early 2020. I think it was to promote the release of Viva the Underdogs. Yeah, man. Um, and I remember it was like, yeah, I think it was like mid April and it was kind of like this COVID thing's crazy. Am I right? Um, so vague question, how's the last 18 months been for you? (laughs) Yeah. Some things have happened. eh? (laughs) It's actually like, uh, we're probably, like I said, we're probably the last people that can whinge to be honest. Like, um, as, as much as it sucked to like, it sucked for everyone, but at the same point in time, like this is kind of, we've kind of just lent into the break because we were, we toured for 17 years, like no break, like no break. Like you come home for a couple of weeks, but you're not disconnected from this thing, this steamroller that we had. And um, to be honest, like we had this break planned for 2021, like mm. a year off where we're like, let's have a year where we don't do anything band related because <laughs> we kind of need it like it's 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 just so relentless um and then covid happened so we just kind of lent into it that way and we have obviously found ourselves just going let us out <laughs> of what like it makes you miss everything that you've had and it makes especially when you had the gigs that we had planned like to have all that stuff just go up in smoke and um watching all of your crew like and all of your friends around the world in this industry just get fucking thrown to the dogs by every government on the planet um, makes you, you know, like it breaks your heart to be honest. But um, yeah, other than that, like I'm healthy um, and I hung out in Byron for two years and the surf was really good. <laughs> like I got to sleep in the same bed for more than a month straight, which I've never done since I was 16. So yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like you're trying to like think of the small wins. I'm like, hey, think about this. Like we, like Sydney's been in a hard lockdown for three months. We missed all of winter. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, that's the thing. It's, it's just a full reassess. So, yeah. But I mean, yeah, there you go. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. So. (laughs) Refresh my memory. Is it good things 2019 would have been the last shows you guys did right good things 2019 it's like this is fucking it we're rolling this is sick like it was the first time we like that australia got the check of like this is what we do like this is our play and we exist in this festival capacity and i don't think anyone really realized it and a lot of people were like holy fuck and the role that we were on after that was really really neat like i was so pumped on it and then it was like handbrake <laughs> surprise <laughs> the rug is no longer under your feet so that was a, a bit of a trip but um yeah other than that like it's it's like it was actually it was neat because like the movie came out people watched it in the cinemas and if you're ever going to have a release to be like to have 
under your belt when a pandemic hits and everyone's stuck inside. It's like, you can watch this on your screen. Mm. Also live music and it's done professionally. So it's not just YouTube. So people got something to, to roll through with, which was neat. And the fact that Netflix picked it up meant that everyone got to see it as well, which was a really weird experience. Like the amount of people that just regular friends and people in general that reached out to me and was like, I, I realized you did things, but you <laughs> did these things. Like this is, this is some big shit. It's like, wow, thanks for checking it out. Like it was, I, yeah. I was going to ask that because you know, my, my only experience, so the, I guess, put in, in a, in a nutshell, Parkway Drive do everything internally. Yeah. My first experience of seeing that was a good things. I yeah. think you did the podcast and then I saw you running around backstage and it might've been actually been Janine, bless Janine. And yeah. I think, I think it was her. And she said like, oh yeah, he's like going to have meetings with like people in tech and sound. And I'm like, is like, does he have a cousin there? Yeah. What's this all about? And it's because you guys do fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah. If if there is a silver lining in a year where you haven't been able to perform, it's that you have probably tapped into a whole new fucking audience. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I'd, I hope so, but I think so. I think <laughs> I'll tell you what's real. I, the the really funny one. Um, uh, several people have reached out to me like, "Yo, my three year old loves your band." <laughs> <laughs> And this is not an isolated incident. And, and then we had a chat about it at a band, at, at like a band meeting. And Pig, the guitarist, was like, yo, for real, we're fucking huge in the three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like yeah. specific parts? Yeah, I don't know. No, it's just, I think, I think it's the guitar melodies, but the amount of like bopping and singing along to Parkway that seems to be done by um, pre-preschoolers is... <laughs> high so i don't know maybe we got a future when we retire like if you find you guys are now washed up just yeah. tap into the kids market because yeah. Yeah. it's a lucrative market my friend i'm going to a preschool near you buddy <laughs> <laughs> have, what has the reception been like you know you said you've had friends reach out you've had family members reach out has the band noticed a, not a shift in audience but the types of people who may be hitting you guys up on social media or even just the types of people who are now following you on social media um the so the, the thing for me is I've disconnected, I'm going to say 99% from social media. That's a very good move. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Um, the yeah. way I interact with it now is really, it's, it's basically a tool for me to like, to stay in touch with things and like reference uh, anything that I feel is going to stimulate me artistically. But in terms of like opinion or anything like that, I'm fully out of it. Like I, I if occasionally I'll go, oh yeah, I want to see that comment and I'll click it and immediately just go, why? Why am I wasting my time? And I shut it down, which is so wild. So when people do hit me up, it's all been um, anecdotally, the old fashioned way, people talking to people, good, good, good old days. But it's just like, it's, it's uh, it, the thing that got me was all of a sudden family members and friends who I know have never known what we do as a band um have always been supportive or at some point times literally didn't even have any concept all of a sudden like within the first week of it being on netflix just going yo this is awesome like what you guys do is awesome i've never listened to you guys before and now i'm listening to you and i fucking love it and watching you guys on this documentary all of this stuff um that's where i'm like this the audience has to have changed in terms of just expanded because i know people that have 
a lot of people who have never expressed an interest in what we do all of a sudden expressing an interest. But the weird thing is we have zero gauge because the gauge for us normally was like you release anything and then you play and you see how many people rock up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we've not been able to play to see how many people rock up or the way they interact with it. So um, that's why I'm really pumped to come back basically. I'm like, I wonder where we're at now. I really do wonder where we're at, but it's, it's been really positive. Like, if there was something to keep us afloat in this time, it's been been that that feeling. It's mm. pretty cool. So yeah. Cause you were meant to play your biggest Australian shows last year and you were meant to go to the US. Yeah. Wasn't that meant to start like shouldn't you be there now? Probably. Or this time <laughs> last year. I can't even remember. I can't even yeah. remember. Uh, which one? The one that was rescheduled? The yeah. One, the third one. Like that's the thing. We got we had it, we got into that role of like you had to re like there's so much like I can't even get into it, but, but, but the way the music industry works and the, like it's, it was never as simple as well of just going, well, we'll cancel that or you know, like, and just do it again later. Like the way business works and the industry works is like, there's so little power for so many people. And at the same point in time, so little support that you're just literally just going very early on. We were just like, all right, no one's coming to help us. Fuck it. <laughs> roll like just roll with whatever you got to do so yeah that's the thing but um yeah it did happen at what seemed like what should have been the peak but who knows like fuck that tour could have bombed like i've seen the ticket sales of what we we're supposed to do and it definitely wouldn't have which is really nice but i'm interested to see what the momentum will bring on the other side of this and i'm just psyched to play like i'm so psyched to have a gig on new year's eve in australia as the first thing we get to do back in a castle with like not only a ton of amazing bands, but a ton of bands who I'm sure it's like their first time gigging as well. And so probably going to be the majority of the audience's first time gigging, like the potential for what that, that moment in time could be for everyone involved is um, quite like monumental. It's the kind of thing, like that's the kind of event which will be like something which you will remember for the rest of your life. And I guess that's, there was always going to, there was always going to be one of those at the end of this, there was always going to be the first show that you play back and you know that you're going to remember when you came back out of COVID mm. but, uh, the potential of what night and day fest is, is quite large in terms of making that kind of event. <laughs> I mean, you're playing in a fucking castle. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Like it's just all, it's, it's that thing where you're like any one of those, like, little tweaks on any event would make it pretty crazy. Like, Oh, the lineup's sick. Well, that's going to be good. Oh, you're playing in a castle. That's going to be good. Oh, you, it's the first show back from the pandemic. That could be wild. Oh yeah. Like it's new year's Eve. That could be skits. And, but you're doing it all at the same time. Like, fuck. <laughs> do you think like the, the enforced break kind of makes you reassess potentially what you took for granted or as you said because parkway were going to have the year off anyway this is the break you were going to have regardless no it fully it's it definitely still makes you take for granted what you what you had when right. some like there's a difference between like i guess something which you it's what everyone is what everyone is experiencing there's you choosing to step away from something and you having something taken away from you mm. that's what this was um and the fact that you have no say over any of it, it's like, it's just complete surrender to like literally God, universe is out there. The universe, like 
<laughs> that's that's literally it. I can't stop this thing. So yeah, that's it. Um, and considering what we do and what we're doing, like, man, it's a, it's been a wild ride. Like it's been a really wild ride and we really love it. And the thing is like this amount of time that we spent off, um, we spent very little amount of time off. We basically were just like, I'm going to write some music, let's start jamming <laughs> very early on. So we basically have just been working on more creative things um, and the other creative aspects of the band. That's the thing. Um, but all of those aspects channel directly into the one thing which we love the most out of all of this, which is playing it live. Like everything that we do is a stream which which runs into that like ocean of, of what we love, which is gigging. So mm -hmm. to know it's but it, it, like the more that you do that, you're like, oh, I'm fucking psyched. You're like, I'm psyched to be able to do this one day. It's a, it's a, it's not like I'm like, oh, in a month's time, I can't wait to put this production on. I can't wait to show people this new song or all of that stuff. Like you just the anticipation just builds more. That's the thing. It's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Just get out of this thing so we can like do that thing again. You like we've been kids waiting for Christmas, but Christmas got you. <laughs> <laughs> Santa just fucked off for two years uh, running. Yeah. <laughs> Have you considered like looking at the way the US and UK are just operating right now? I mean, I'm not there, so I can't tell if they're just fucking over it. They're like, screw it, we're getting back to forty thousand festivals or they've just highly vaccinated now they can do it combination have you guys considered going over there um no, we just committed to a plan basically of how we were going to handle this time we kind of knew that was going to happen um but at the same point in time like we've rolled we've rolled with the opportunity which which this has given us which has been um a break to get our heads in the space we want it to be in um to recharge for the next cycle of what's coming up and a break to be able to write music without any stress um which we've like we've never had that before like we've literally there's always something on the horizon even if you're like you got a couple of months free to write new music in that time you're still planning production and you're still doing press and all of this stuff and knowing that you've got you've got a couple of months to write the record to be done and then you got two years worth of touring and then you got to do another and all that stuff so the disconnect we we chose to roll into that but also we know that like this is a, I'm assuming this is going to be a once in a lifetime, especially for the band, the band's lifetime opportunity to have a clean slate in terms of Parkway's presence, not being expected and also us being able to set it up exactly how you want. So we're rolling into a whole new era of what Parkway is going to be like by the time people, by the time we're back, there'll be a new album and with the new album, we will have the ability to put everything into that era. If we don't have to do 50% focus on that, 50% on the era that we're still playing and playing out, it can all go into that. So it's um, we're basically like, nah, you know what? Even if opportunities come up overseas, as much as it, it does pain me to watch those events going ahead and go, fuck, that looks fun. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's good. Um, but it's it's the like... I know we'll get that, but at the same point in time, like I'm, I'm psyched to be working on polishing what we have because it's a thing. It's worth like it's worth the effort. That's the thing. 
yeah. you never regret having too much time you always regret not giving yourself enough because <laughs> I, I remember in that last podcast we did again april 2020 fuck me that's a while ago i i think the example you gave me when i tried to make you put it into a metaphor i said how far into the album process are, are we i think you said like the computer's not even booted up yet <laughs> so where are we now and don't forget you you're using these headphones allegedly i gave you these last time that's right so I you, and you promised me album credit, so I don't even care about the fucking music. I just want to know where the, the credit is on that album. Um, we're we're really far along. Um, Great. The actual recording process starts imminently um, within like the next couple of weeks. Yep. And the concept of what the album lives uh, in a highly functioning form. <laughs> What a waffly way to say that we've written some songs. <laughs> that is that is the most pretentious bullshit I've ever had on this podcast. Coming out of my mouth, I'm like, <laughs> now we've written some we've written some jams, and um, but they are quite like, I mean, our, our whole thing when we when we knew we had this much time to write was basically to experiment and um, really like dive into and commit to uh, the sounds that we wanted to like expand into um, without the fear of like, we don't have enough time to fully commit to this. So we'll dabble. And it was more of like, okay, we got, this feels weird, but that we know there's something there and it doesn't matter if we take a month to figure out what it is, let's learn. And like, let's commit to the process and learn what we need to learn to make what we want to create. Because we're, we always like, like for us adventure into new sound to like, reinterpret what we do is the fun of what we do it's always been from the start like we started this band because it was something trippy that we've never done before in the first place and we keep doing that but now um it's just like the scales of uh the safe place and the adventure are weighted in a very different balance to anything in the past um and at the same time the the, the things that we've committed to which we're like no this is this reminds me of that we've already done something we've already done um is done in a caliber that we're really stoked with like (laughs) yeah it's just when i look at the when i look at the track list that we've got i'm like man there's some shit on there fuck (laughs) is is there is there because i know that there's stuff you can and can't say are you can you elaborate on like the sound are we going heavier are we going softer is it k-pop (laughs) <laughs> fully k-pop it's all k-pop yeah. no it's um the best way i could describe it is would be is dark okay. dark but at the same point in time like the 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 ways we get there um will take you down like we go down a lot of paths which parkway haven't taken before and a lot of it feels very unfamiliar but something that like seems right um if you like feeling like you have to drive your face through a wall because of heaviness that exists. (laughs) Um, But at the same point in time, there's plenty of places which you're going to find yourself not having been with our sound before. That's probably the best way I can describe it without like, I can give it away, but at the same point in time, like you kind of don't, nothing that I could tell you is going to actually make you prepared for what it is. You kind of have to listen to it and either go, Oh, or yeah, knew they were going to do this. <laughs> it's right. I kind of doubt that anyone's going to like. It's ex- it's expansive. <laughs> yeah. Not in a and long the- way, but it's just expansive in the in the palette of sound. 
I'm, I'm really interested to hear it because I, I don't know if you remember the last time we did it, um, you went on like a, a big rant about how heavy music is perceived both in the public by Aria. That was like just after you guys headline Good Things, which is obviously a massive Australian festival. You guys are now going to be doing another festival. I felt like, if, if, and I know this sounds like a kick in the guts, but I felt like Parkway were now hitting that official mainstream thing and then COVID happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you guys were about to play in Kudos Bank Arena. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Like, you, I, I felt like Parkway were just, just about to hit that mainstream level. We already know you're the biggest heavy band in Australia, yeah. but, you know, the Netflix, obviously the Netflix has helped you open up a whole new audience. Yeah, I yeah. felt the mainstream was right there. No, I feel like it, the thing is, I think it is. I honestly think it's, it's pretty much there. I'd, I'd be surprised if it's not. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, the, I just don't know. I really have no gauge on all of this stuff. I think at this point in time, there's there's a very good chance we're, essentially a household name in terms of that which is a trip whether or not people it's a household name of like i hate that music <laughs> or yeah like them that's sick is another question but um yeah it's a it's a strange position to be in that's the thing and for us it doesn't necessarily it's not gonna none of the success part part of things or how many people know us influence what we create art wise in terms of um the the sounds or pandering to anything um it just it provides certain things like this has provided more time to be able to grow in terms of our skill and what we have and our confidence in terms of what we're creating um put us on a bigger stage and put us in a bigger arena and we'll expand the concept of how we're going to present that music into something else because our imagination exists in that realm as well and the same with videos or anything like that and that's just the way we roll so it is a constant growth in an artistic um in an artistic fashion for us because at the end of the day that's all it is and we just keep being provoked like you finish something and then someone's like and now here's a bigger canvas and you're like okay well i guess i can go further outside of the the bounds of that old canvas that i had and you start painting over in somewhere you've never done before and it changes your perspective so yeah, there's another wanky statement for you. No, I like that. That was good. I was going to say, why did you look embarrassed when I brought up that rant? Because that got picked up by a lot of outlets. Everyone was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I'm, I'm stoked when people enjoy what we say. <laughs> but at the same point in time, like, yeah, I'm, I, I do say it like it is. To a, uh, say it like it is for me. That's the thing. And yeah, I guess it's just been a wild ride, man. Like it's a, it's a really weird thing to even do an interview in these circumstances so with all of that stuff it really does put everything in perspective and my perspective now is a lot diff more different from anything i've ever had or anything i anticipated ever having so what we're going to come back with is going to be a completely different viewpoint as well so yeah i'm psyched to put put together music like i'm, I'm really I'm, I'm so fucking psyched for it because it's like to be honest it's the shit we've done is a lot it goes a lot further outside of the bounds of anything we've done before. But at the same point in time, I've got so much more confidence in our ability to pull it off. So much more confidence in knowing that what we're creating is still Parkway. It's just, it's like to know you're going that far out of the bounds and it's still staying true is a really good feeling. Like it's, you don't feel like, I don't feel like I've had to compromise a single thing and the same for everyone else in the band. It's just, mm. Now we've just fucking hulked out and grown even bigger. And it's pretty neat to realize that you can do that. 
it's just kind of a, a humbling feeling from yourself. So, do yeah. you do you feel any pressure for this album given what came before it, or because you guys have been out of the game for so long, you don't give a fuck? That yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like that's the thing. I feel like um, Viva the Underdogs, like the release, was also for me like a. It was a release of pressure in the sense of for anything anyone has ever said about this band, love or hate, I'm just like, there's your proof of what it's worth. Like, I know what it's worth to me, but you can't tell me that other people don't like it because here it is. That's the thing. So the pressure valve is kind of gone. Like, there's nothing, for me, there's nothing to prove. Like, you can't, like, unless we were untrue to ourselves, which I know we're not, there's no there's nothing to lose. There's no fucking up because at the end of the day, I'm still doing the exact same thing I was doing when I started out with the exact same people. It's just, we've had at this point in time, 18, 19 years worth of experience to grow and still be stoked on what you do. And when you sit in a room with the same bunch of people playing the same kind of shit and feeling the same connection, but still going, no, we still like doing this after all this time. It's a fucking cool feeling, man. Not to feel like you have to churn something out or like we've got to better ourselves or oh, pressure's on. Someone's telling us we have to be this. You can just be like, no, nah, fuck it. We always, we've always done just what we wanted to do. Let's just do that again. Hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Can you tell me at least, will the album be out by the night and day festival? No. <laughs> no. Okay. No, thank, you, thank you for your honesty. That's all right. No, it won't. Still, there's still a fair bit to come, um, but that's also because the process is long for us recording as well. So, yeah. uh, and it's hard to get shit together. Like, we had plans locked in to record, and all of a sudden, you can't travel internationally, and where you were going to record is in the middle of a pandemic and riots. You're like. Mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't know about this plan. Maybe we just wait the week. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> so like, it, it wasn't just touring that got fucked around for us. It was, it was basically the concept of just any normality in general of how this entire industry operates. And for us, we're, we're going into writing and recording. So it's a, as well as touring. So it's a complete fuck around. So, um, yeah, I appreciate people's patience. Just know that. The, the, like part of the reason for people having to wait is shit's out of our hands. But I feel like at least now people God, have a little bit of more of a tolerance for bands taking their time with stuff. Mm. When you realize that like things can get in the way of doing anything. Um, yeah. Maybe it gives people a bit more perspective of like why you can't just say, do this, do that, do this, just do these things. Here's the easy fix. Just fucking do it. <laughs> Just record an album in your bedroom. Just just go, just go to America and tour or something. I can't fucking just go to America. Yeah. I'm fire. I can't go to Europe. They won't let me there. I can't just gig. Okay. I can't go and record something like for YouTube because we're not allowed out of our house. So, yeah. so that's the thing. It's not it's not just like the push of a button. It's not how this industry works. I mean the kid Leroy did it, so why can't you? Oh, no, that's the thing. Just do a VMA set. <laughs> just pour half a million dollars into it. And I know me and my six mates would give <laughs> five bucks, 10 bucks is too much, but five bucks. Yeah. I'd probably give you that or I might stream it for free. Yeah. Like I'm going to buy your album because music should be free. So <laughs> yeah. please tell me someone in the band has been clever enough to say, Hey, we should um, do another documentary. 
Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever clever enough to do it until it comes time to do the documentary and we're like, right. hey, but then we all of a sudden realize that someone was. So yeah, no, they're our ticket, eh? Just documentaries. Documentaries of us. Well, like, it's like in comedy. Like if you get a fucking Netflix special, yeah. you, that's like your platform. Yeah. You guys have done it as well. Netflix series, just about Jeff picking up his dog shit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's at least worth a YouTube series, yeah. maybe not Netflix. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm actually I'm stoked that they even like the fact that we like that's legit mainstream. That's 100%. A, like, and that that was a that is a full a full trip that it's done that and it's still on there. People are watching it, so I mean, obviously, like us filming ourselves works pretty well. But I mean, right now you can you can film me and my tracky dax wandering around the house, but we haven't. Really it's like day 600 sitting in Jeff's face. I'm <laughs> <laughs> still doing this. That entertaining. You, you got half a fucking Hollywood in Byron Bay right now. Just like get a camera and just walk around the beaches. See who you uh, find. You should, you should see the cast for our next music video. It's all that <laughs> I'm sure you can get Keith Urban's people. They're, they're in Byron Bay, aren't they? Melissa McCarthy's there. Efron's there. Everyone is here. Everyone's there. Our town over lockdown, mind-boggling, man. Mind-boggling. It was such a trip. Such a trip. Like, yeah, it was really, really weird. It was like all of a sudden the entire planet looked at our little town and we were all like, why are you looking over here? But you come, why, why is people talking about us? Because Hemsworth told everyone about it. Nah, nah, it's not just that. It's not just the internet. The internet, geotagging yeah. and Instagram. I've got a theory on it. Everyone says it's Hemsworth, but until until Instagram became a thing, the only time you'd see a photo of Byron was like in the Jetstar magazine, and there'd be two photos. As soon as people started coming and uploading their own pictures, people were like, "Where's that? Where's that? Where's that?" And then people cottoned onto it. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like, man, COVID happened, and everyone left. And then as soon as the gates opened back up, everyone came here. It's mental. Like one of the places I surf is underneath the Ballina flight path, which is now the Byron Bay airport, which mm. is full trip. Um, but the amount of private jets I watch fly in there, it's <laughs> nuts, nuts. Like, it's like, what the fuck? But I feel like they're just there because they don't want to be in America. Right now. Like fucking Sasha Baron Cohen. He moved to Sydney. Cause he's like, Oh yeah, I hate Donald Trump. They've already moved to Perth because yeah. they hate the Sydney lockdown. Yeah. They're yeah. Just- Bouncing until like America's back to what they want it to be. Maybe, but to be fair, I've been to most places on the planet and we have a really good, like we have it good here, man. We have, mm. our country is fucking good. <laughs> like, we have, it's not perfect by any means, but living here, there's a reason we haven't, we haven't moved. Like plenty of people are like, just move to America, just move to Europe. It'll be mm. easier for the band to tour or to record or anything like that. Um, but you come back here and you're like, whoa, like, yeah, this is the, this is the place. Mm. This is the place. So the fact that everyone came here, yep, <laughs> I get it. I fully get it. <laughs> well, that, the, that, um, the fucking Byron Bay version of Geordie Shaw may either you'll get more people or everyone will say that's awful. I'm never going back there. Nah, Which is- There's no such thing as bad publicity, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there is none. <laughs> more people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trip well dude thank you so much for coming on um i'm very excited about this album now i had no idea how far along it was so um i'm just gonna tell everyone quarter one of 2022 lock it in 
<laughs> Someone's optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe quarter two? Question mark. That's my headline. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rollout plan is for it, but um, yeah, it's coming. That's the thing. At least know that it's, that it's coming. We haven't been lazy, and um, yeah. I may be in my tracky ducks, but we've been sharpening our blades the entire time. So I'm very much looking forward to coming back with everything we have, which is not only playing, but putting together a really good piece of, yeah, Parkway Part 7. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Winston, thanks so much, man. Good to talk and um, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, have a good one. Parkway Drive will headline the debut night and day festival taking place at Cryo Castle in Ballarat on December 30 and 31 alongside other big acts like Hellions, Alex Leahy, The Chats, The Getaway Plan, The Beautiful Monument and Trophy Eyes. Tickets for the festival are on sale now. For more details, head to destroyallines.com. The Plug Podcast is proudly sponsored by Audio-Technica. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your preferred podcast platform and follow us on Instagram, at The Plug with Neil Griffiths, to stay up to date with episode releases and giveaways. 